The others imitated Conda, and it was very quietly done. The ripple of white arms, cupped hands, the glimmer of quick moving feet was like the movement of motion pictures from which the soundtrack had been cut. Just deep water silence and the mute moves of Conda and his swarm. Alita came close at his kicking heels. She swam with her sea-green eyes wide-fixed and her dark hair spilling back over her naked body. Her mouth twisted with some sort of agony to which she could give no words. Alita felt someone moving at her side, another smaller woman, very thin in her nakedness, with gray hair and a shriveled husk of face that held nothing but weariness. She swam, too, and would keep on swimming. And then there was Helene, flashing by over their heads like an instantaneous charge of lightning. Helene with her hot angry eyes and her long platinum hair and her strange laughter. How much longer, Conda? The old woman's thought reached through the waters, throbbing the brains of them all as they swam. An hour, perhaps only forty minutes, came Conda's blunt retort. It had the depth of fathoms in it, dark like the tides in the sunken waterlands. Watch out! somebody cried. Down to the green waters overhead something tumbled. A shadow crossed the ocean's surface quick, like a gigantic seagull. Depth charge! shouted Conda. Get away from it! Like so many frightened fish, the twenty of them scattered instantly with a fury of legs, a spreading of arms, a diving of heads. The depth charge ripped water into the gouts and shreds spread terrific vibrations down to kick the sandy bottom up to ram the surface like a geyser. Alita screamed to herself as she sank stunned to the seafloor, a queer strange pain going through her limbs. If only this were over, if only the real death came, if only it were over. A shivering went through her, Quite suddenly the water was icy cold and she was alone in the green emptiness, so very alone, alone, staring at a dark ring on her left hand. Richard, I want to see you again so very much. Oh, Richard, if we could only be together. Daughter, the gentle thought husked at her as the old woman glided up, white hair misting around her wrinkled face. Don't. Don't think. Come along. There's work. Work to be done. Much of it. Work for you and me and the ships on the surface and for... For Richard. Alita didn't move. I don't want to swim. I'd rather just sit here on the sand and... Wait. You know you can't do that. The old woman touched her. You'd be all the unhappier. You have a reason to swim, or you wouldn't be swimming. Come along. We're almost there. The effects of the depth charge dropped from a low-flying airplane had dispersed. Mud streaks boiled up, fogging the water, and there were a million air bubbles dancing toward the outer world like laughing diamonds. Alita let the old woman take her hand and tug her up from the sand floor. Together they progressed toward Conda, who was the nucleus of a growing congregation. Submarine. Somebody thought in a tense whisper. Over that crop of coral ahead. That's why the airplane dropped the depth charge. What kind of submarine? 
someone else asked. German, said Conda grimly. His red beard waved in the water, and his red-rimmed eyes looked out with iron fury. Helene flicked by them all, swiftly, laughing. A German submarine lying on the bottom, sleeping quietly, waiting for the convoy. Their minds swirled at the words of Conda like so many warm, cold currents intermixing with fear and apprehension. And the convoy will pass this spot in how long? Half an hour at most now. Then there isn't much time, is there? Not much. Isn't it dangerous for us to be near it? What if the airplane returns with more depth charges? Conda growled. This is the limit to the plane range. That plane won't be back. He's out of bombs and out of gas. It's our job now. And what of it? You afraid? Silence.